Welcome to the Pathways to Profitability podcast, personal tales of business success, where we hear local business owners' personal stories of their trials and tribulations that got them to where they are today. Here's your host, Cheryl Mucha, CEO of CFO Your Way. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us. I am so excited to have this conversation today with Danny Wood, owner of Sandler Training for 23 years. Danny, your journey is probably so diverse and exciting, and I can't wait to hear about it. So tell us a little bit about yourself and Sandler Training, and then we'll get into the nuts and bolts of it. All right. Sounds good, Cheryl. Thanks so much for having me. I, I've seen some of these podcasts and uh, they're wonderful and uh, really appreciate you inviting me here. So yeah, I, I'm uh, in uh, New Jersey. I'm my, uh, finishing my 22nd year and uh, I'm with Sandler and we are a world-recognized selling system for working with entrepreneurial-driven companies, professional firms, Fortune 500 companies. And uh, typically we help them with their most important, what we call their most important resource, and that's their, their sales team. And most people just haven't learned how to sell and it's a profession. Just like if you were a, a CPA or, or an attorney that passed the bar, selling is a profession. So that's what we do. And our, our philosophy is long-term reinforcement training. It's like training a sales athlete or a sales musician. You just don't learn it in a day. Oh, I, I love that. It's, it's, a, it's a journey like we all experience, right? Whether we're entrepreneurs or in sales, trying to, to master the technique to be successful. Absolutely. So I'll share a little bit about that today uh, as, we, as we go through this. But yeah, it was a journey and it is a journey and it continues, right? Right, right. My, my hope today is that for some of the folks out there, you know, whether you're working within a company and you might want to call yourself an intrapreneur, right? Have that right. Of, of having it be your own business, right? right? Instead of working for someone, or if you do, right? It's your own P&L, whether you're in a business or whether you, uh, you own your own. Right, right. So tell us a little bit about the 22 plus years ago, the pre-journey, the pre-starting Sandler, getting involved with Sandler and what was the impetus for that leap to start this entrepreneurial journey? Yes, yes. I think it was always in my bones. Always wanted to do something. I stumbled upon Think and Grow Rich at 22 years old. A lot of people love that book and talk about it. And I memorized it, traveled it, underlined different poems in it. And somehow that's what I always wanted to do. But I got into the garment business, at the clothing business at 22 years old. And I went door to door, quite frankly, in, uh, in New York City to sell retailers a young men's line of clothing. And um, I did that for quite a few years and eventually started selling larger department stores. And gosh, I remember walking you know, across to, to Macy's and that was my dream to sell Macy's at one point and eventually doing that. And the world became mass retailers and very large retailers and that business changed. But I was unhappy after 16 years, very unhappy. I was traveling the world, I had a little knack for what people would buy, what was marketable. So the company would say, hey, you're in sales, but why don't you go to Europe and shop around and come back with some inspiration for uh, styles that we can then uh, put into our line, right, of clothing to sell mm -hmm. to the retailers. And so I traveled the world and I was very unhappy because my, my kids were small. I have a wonderful wife. And I said to myself, this is just not what, what life is about at this point. I knew I wanted to do something. I just didn't know what. And I was always listening to uh, tapes back then and right. uh, you know, books 
and uh, Deepak Chopra. You know Deepak? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Right? Yep. He had what they call that the five or seven spiritual laws of success. Mm-hmm. And as I was going through the Lincoln Tunnel, incidentally, last night I was coming from a holiday party for a client in that same spot, Cheryl, at Dyer Avenue, going into 33rd Street. But back then, nobody would let you in. Right. And I said this, thanks. And I pushed in my Deepak cassette, and he said, do what you were meant to do. And I said, you know what? How long am I going to listen to this kind of stuff and read entrepreneur books and, like, not take the leap? Right, right. Yeah, that was one of my defining moments is uh, the Deepak Chopra saying, you know, wow. you know, give it to the universe. And eventually I, um, you know, not, not, not long after had uh, left, right. I uh, told my wife that, you know, honey, I'm going to leave. I called from the pay phone, uh, you know, and, and I'm Broadway in New York City. And she didn't, wasn't working, you know, she was raising our, our kids and she said, I'll support you, whatever you want to do. And I did not have a job, but I knew I was unhappy and I didn't know about Sandler. And my father-in-law had seen a franchise broker mm-hmm. and he said maybe you want to speak with him and i went and he shared with me what i would be good at and things like that and and um i was not happy with the other companies i spoke to that did the type of thing i do and he said there's one more it's called sandler and i went down and it's been a blessing it's not work for me right i preach that all the time you know you don't work a day in, in your life if you love what you do yeah And it's so important because we put so much time, effort into what we do. Why not love it? Yeah. Yeah. No, without a doubt. And and time goes by, you know, and uh, not to say there's not, uh, right, difficulties, right? That's what it's all about. That's being an entrepreneur. I mean, um, you know, I I remember signing up and going back to Rutherford, New Jersey, where my office is and making cold calls, right? And, and, oh my God, okay, I did all this. I sent in a franchise check, you know, and now I don't have any customers. So, so what am I going to do? So, uh, thank God, I, you know, I, I, I do what what I teach people to do and and build a nice business. Yeah. Good old days, cold calling, right? Yeah. A lot of good things there. Cassette tapes and cold calling. Uh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Interestingly enough, you know, people don't get calls anymore like they like they used to. You know, I, I think you might. Yeah, you know, the, the the cold call, you know, during dinner, that kind of thing. But to businesses, a lot of people are now just emailing, emailing, and now they're inundated with emails. I mean, they don't. That doesn't get the attention. But, right. Uh, well, that uh, comes into your inbox, and you just delete it. You ignore it because it. Um, that, you you just don't right? have time. You don't have time. Right. So. What we do is teach people how to uh, get some return calls, how to connect with people, things like that, but right. all very, very non-traditional sales approaches. Yeah. It's about that connection. About the kind of connection. Selling and yeah, it's about the human to human connection. Without a doubt. You know, when I went to my, my initial training many years ago, the ones, one of the things that they did say is learn as much as you can about people. And, and it's not just about fancy techniques and things, but learn about people. Learn about deeper level psychological skills. Learn about communication skills. We often say the more you know about people, the less you need to know about everything else. Doesn't mean don't know your product, don't know your service, but it does mean you know, use it at the right time, right? right. Your product knowledge. Yeah. Right. You no, know, it is about making connection. It's about being curious. Right. It's about them. It's never about us. 
being a good listener. Right. When people think of selling or they're going to go start a business that, you know, that sometimes they're nervous and they have, they have what they, you know, features and benefits. I know my features and benefits and they just keep talking, talking, talking. Great. And, and that's really not going to make the connection. Right. Right. Better to, better to be interested than be interesting. Right. I love hey, that. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, the other line that that's out there, you know, that that's very common. People want to know how much you care before they care how much, you know, uh, and, and these are things that sometimes people think that, yeah, I know, I know that in practice, but they don't necessarily do it. Right. Yeah. And it takes practice to be that listener and to be curious. It's, it doesn't come natural to a lot of people. Yes, that's true. And you know, there's a, there's a book called uh, The Go-Giver, which is, happens to be a, a very good book. It's about going out there and just helping others. I mean, Zig Ziglar coined the phrase, help others get what they want and you'll get what you want. Can I give you a nice compliment? You, you, are, you are a perfect example of that, Cheryl. Thank you. I will tell you, you are. And that's very I important. That. Everybody knows that in the, in, the, in the business community here. That's how you go about it. So you are, you're a perfect example of that. I mean, that brings, I mean, for me, it brings me great joy. Mm-hmm. To help lift others up, like to be their mentor, to answer their questions. I, I don't like to see people struggle. So, yeah. Yeah. Give first, your, right? Your help during, you know, with COVID and offering, you know, oh, my God, what are we doing with all the people right. need? You <laughs> just there for everybody and everybody. I, I appreciate that, Danny. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. So, behind you is the word Seth. Yeah. Which is uh, a big word, right? How do you define success? Not only not only from a perspective of your own personal success, but success with your client. Yes, yes. And you know, when you see the roots of those things over there, you know, there's hard work, yes. there's great nights, there's rejection, right? I mean, right. all kinds of, I don't know how, there's any positive stuff in there, right? Criticism, doubts, fears, all these types of things. So that's, that's what you, uh, you want to come, come away with. But right. we talked a little bit about it earlier. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it in a couple of ways here, but one is a little overlap in our conversation because those are the roots of success, but it's you know, doing what I think, doing what, what would you love to do? Find something, don't be married to a paycheck, but go and find something that you really love to do, uh, be profitable, right? Pathways right. to profitability. I mean, that, that's right. what you, you help people do because many entrepreneurs are doing that. Hey, I'm out doing this. I, I work with many high-end, very successful landscapers. And they go, look, I was a guy with a lawnmower. You know, right. I love all the grass. Now, all of a sudden, I've got employees. I've got, you know, all kinds of things. So, you know, be profitable. Treat people right al- along the way. You know, very often you see, uh, you know, sometimes it's younger people, but they, they see somebody, you know, that's very successful. And I guess it could be anybody feel that way. But, you know, I, I'm really, you know, it's about your company culture and about treating people right along the way. And, you know, not just, you know, hey, you're successful because you made a lot of money. In fact, when, right. you, when look, think and grow rich is think and grow rich. It's about your mind and being rich. It's not all about the money. For, for my clients, they don't have a system, a process. Uh, Cheryl, what we do is we work on, uh, on, the, on the attitudes that people have, their belief systems. In other words, an abundance mentality, a mentality that, a mentality that, you know, you can go out there and fail and there's still more opportunities. An abundance that your competitors are actually people who, where you can help one another. And love that. They're for everybody. I love that. You know, never look at your competitor as someone that you should not talk to or collaborate with because there's plenty of opportunity out there for all of us, regardless of what we do and how we do it. 
Without a doubt. And that's a mentality. I've had people in my program that were the three of the same type of business. I had another one where they became partners. Why imported, had a strength. He he imported from, I guess it was, it was Asia, right? He was very strong in China. And the other one had, was domestic and they're partners. They're co-president. But they both came in to a program going after the same customers, but said, you know what? I don't get them all and you don't get them all. Let's put our heads together here. So I I think, you know, that that's part of of success is not, it's your mentality. That is open to ideas, being open to ideas and others' opinions. Yes. Don't, don't shut anything out. Don't say, you know, don't say uh, no, you know, be open to things. So yeah. So for, for my clients, it's about incremental growth. Uh, again, things don't happen in a day. It's very small changes over a period of time. Many of my clients now, Cheryl, it's very interesting because they, since I'm doing this a while, they came in as, uh, as very young people and they, they, they run some very large companies, the visions of companies. So, you know, it just, it doesn't mean you have to be a young person to grow and learn. In fact. It's the people who are more seasoned that come in that say, hey, you know something, I'm, I'm learning something here. I haven't heard this type of thing before. I mean, I have people that come in for 30 years. They've been selling for 30 years and they said, I haven't learned this type of thing. Right. Those kind of people, life learners. We're never too old to learn something new, right? <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're really not. And you're really not. And it's, it's, it's a shame if one feels that way because they're really missing out and they don't, you know. I don't have those as clients. You know, you know, Cheryl, there's a term we call hostages. You know, there's three types of people that come to training. When I go to a new company and I say this to them, hey, there's three types of people that come. There's there's hostages. If you're a hostage, you can raise your hand. Let me know now. We'll get to figure it out pretty soon anyway. And it's okay. It's okay. You're a Cindy. But, you know, then there are people who are the vacationers and they say, hey, you know what? I'm here, but it's better than doing my regular job. So I'll hang out. Right. And then there are the learners. That's what I obviously prefer. I always say my job is to put winners in a room with other winners. Oh, I like that. Yeah. You see the difference in your business with the people who say, yeah, I want some help with, you know, I want to help with my books. I want to help, you know, and then you're like, well, you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do that. I'm going to have to do what? I I didn't know that I had to do that. Wait, what do you mean? You know, that's what you do. Do some training. Go online. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about commitment. Really. And again, that passion, that passion to do what we do. Yeah. It has to be, it's very true. So we always say desire trumps soul. You know, we, we yes. do assessments for salespeople. We see what they have. And as sales managers, by the way, that, that's an area that people, a big area I should probably address because there are entrepreneurs and as they grow and many, many businesses are partners, right? Family, perhaps. Hey, look, I'll, I'll take finance, right? You take sales. And then they, they realize that, hey, you know what? I really don't know how to sales manage anybody. You find out they don't know much about finance. I find out that they really don't know much about sales, that the owners are bringing in 80% of the business or 20% of the people are bringing in 80% of the business and the other people aren't producing the way that they want them to. And the owners say, why can't they do like I'm doing? It's a salesperson when I hire them. But the big thing is they become managers or they hire their best salesperson, excuse me, take their best salesperson and make them a manager. And it's a totally different skill set. There's just not many places people can go to learn to manage. Right. Even getting an MBA in management is not going to help you because what we do is real world, street smart, relevant to a business. It's not theory, you know? And so a sales manager has to be able to not only supervise, hey, you hit on your number, where are you? Let me see the spreadsheet, right? Let's go get them, guys. You know, that that's not, it's not leading. That might be supervising, which is part of it. 
but they need to be good. not managing, right? No, they need to be coaches, trainers, mentors. And they, the problem is they don't know the difference between them. It's right. like if I were to say, Cheryl, listen to me, listen to me. Let me tell you, I'm successful at this. You got to do this, say this, do this. That's not coaching. No, that's training. Right. Coaching is helping people to change their behavior, overcome their fears and those, those obstacles that hold them back so that they can go out and do the techniques and say, right. yeah, there's a lot, lot there. So you'll work with the managers and the sales team. Managers, sales team, many owners have great owners of companies, of manufacturing companies, 50, $60 million company. It doesn't matter that it could be, it could be 2 million, but they learn it also because they're able to speak the same language. What I help people do is I instant, I bring in, you had, you know, we talked about it earlier about systems and processes a bit, but a system, we help implement a framework where everybody can talk the same language. Imagine if you were a school teacher and you had 25 kids or 10 kids or five, and they all spoke a different language. I teach them. Right. But yet we hire people from different companies that have their own sales language. How do we manage them? So what I help people do, companies do, is to have a, a common language they can all speak and put into their CRM actually a, a objective criteria for where they, they, they are as far as deal advancement goes. Because otherwise it's all, yeah, I had a great meeting, boss. Yeah, it was great. They liked it. Yeah, the I'm a great, right? Follow. There's nothing if you don't know why you're following up or you don't have a, a date in the calendar. It's most people don't really have have their arms around this, right? Don't have the right. proper systems, you know? Yeah. And and back to the the language barrier, I'll say. You could be talking about the same thing. You know, two people in the same organization can be talking about the same thing and not even realize they're talking about the same thing because huh. they're using different terminology, different acronyms. They are, they are, and they have a different way of qualifying people, you know, right. the traditional sales and which was most people do is they may ask a few questions and if somebody has interest, Hey, they're qualified for a presentation. Let me go in and do my features and benefits. But what we do is the opposite. So that's qualifying easy. And then you're closing hard and you're following up on people and you're, 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 you put your, there's pressure and hi, it's just me calling to follow up, which is a subservient place for a salesperson to be. But what we do is help people to qualify hard and close easy. We like to get the truth early. And that's not always easy for people to do, to ask tough questions. Right. And, and the type of questions that other people don't ask, Cheryl, because the best way to bond and get rapport mm -hmm. and show how smart you are is not by telling people, but it's by the questions that you ask. Right. And it's totally people, different approach. Right. If you ask people about their financials and they can't answer it, well, it's a good question. I, I never thought of that. Right. That means you're doing a good job selling. Right. If you're going in and saying, look, here's what we do, you know, we're going to help you, you know, with, we're going to do it, you know, pardon me on the accounting terms. Right. But, and my daughter's a CPA, but I guess you got that from a mother's side, but, <laughs> but, uh, but, but, uh, um, but no, no, but really it, it's, you know, Hey, I'm going to help you with your P and L. I'm going to help you with your balance sheet. And this is what we're going to do. We're a trial balance. We're going to do this. We're, but it, they're not listening. You've lost them. They're like, oh, right. okay. But if you ask questions and they say, gosh, you know, I don't know. Do you do that, Cheryl? Do you help with that? Right. That's selling. Telling, as we say, is not telling. <laughs> right. right. Telling and it's not, not and it's not shoving whatever it is you're selling down someone's throat. It, 
It's education and listening and asking the right questions. Asking the right questions. You know, if you could think about like you were having lunch with somebody with a prospect, let's just say, and you know, at the end of the lunch, you want their plate to be full, right? Yours should be empty. Kind of a good way to look at it, right? Because that means that you're asking the questions and they're doing all the talking, right? Think about it that way. You know, that you're having lunch with somebody and because usually if you do, right, they're going to end up at the end and say, oh my gosh, I haven't eaten. Right. (laughs) Right. And that's, that's a good way to have to to set it up. We call it the 70, 30 rule. You want to be speaking 30% of the time. They want to be speaking 70. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to notice how, how full or empty my plate is next time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, lunch, lunch meeting. Here's an interesting point. So we call it the curiosity curve, right? When you start out, well, okay, I started out in selling. And like I mentioned, I was in New York City and I was taking a bag and I was going to, my first store was under the Empire State Building. I mean, two days out of college and I'm walking into a store <laughs> right on the Empire State Building. And this guy says, what can I do for you? I said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm selling shirts. And he said, what kind of shirts? I go, well, um, what kind do you want to buy? But what kind sell for you, right? What kind of, what, what, the term retail, what works for you? What, what styles do people want to buy? It's still cold out. I need long sleeves. I need hoodies. I need full zips. Do you have that? Yeah, I think I do. He said, what colors do you have? I said, well, what kind of colors do you need? He said, well, I need navy. I need olive. I need uh, heather gray. I need white. I looked at my price sheet. I said, yeah, I, I got those. He said, when can you get delivery? I said, well, what are you hoping for? I need them by the weekend. So what happened is I'm curious because we also call it the novice curve because I was so new. I didn't have the answers to these things. Right. What happened, Cheryl, is I said, my gosh, I'm doing pretty well. Imagine if I knew about all the styles, all the fabrics, everything. I'd kill it in this business. So when I learned, I learned everything that I could. And now when I went into a store, they said, what do you have? Who do I have? I got long sleeves, short sleeves, hoodies, full zips. Herring bones, you know, I go on and they go, oh, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. So we have a term that the professional does as the novice does just on purpose. Right. They just can't get out of their own way. Especially when you're doing a joint call with somebody where, where the expert is coming in. Hey, I've got my uh, technology experts coming in. I mean, they're coming in. Hey, you know, doing this 20 years. It's terrible. Thro- throwing out all this terminology that no one knows what they're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And it's the salesperson's job to be air traffic control. Recall strategize before these meetings. People don't, they show up. You know, we used right. to call them coffee shop, with it, right? Coffee shop, elevator, meet in the elevator on the way up. Hey, by the way, uh, who will we meet this meeting? And uh, all right. it's awful, right? So, but if you're a lawyer, you're going to pre-brief your case. You're going to prepare right. salespeople and sales teams. They need to do the same thing, right? It's about structure. So it's yep. about giving a structure and a framework. and Yeah, and investing the time that's needed to be prepared and look like you know what you're talking about. Is that <laughs> right? Yeah. Fake it until you make it, right? Fake <laughs> it until you make it. That's right. Yeah. So Danny, thank you so much for being here. I mean, we could talk probably for another hour and a half. Um, sure. Just yeah. tell our audience a little bit how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, sure. You know, I, I want to invite anybody who, who's listening. If you'd like to participate, we call it Crash a Class. I mean, if you'd like to sit in on a session, our sessions are an hour and a half. We could have a little quick call, 15-minute call uh, prior, just so that I know what you do and what would make it a good visit for you and, and make it time well spent for you. And uh, come and meet some of the folks and uh, you know, learn what you want, learn what you can uh, in during that time. It's called Crash a Class. Uh, we meet on Tuesdays, hour and a half. And you can contact me, dwood at sandler.com, right? dwood at sandler.com. Feel free to call me, 201-842-0055. 
201-842-0055 or uh, dwood at sandler.com. Come as a guest. Uh, if nothing else, you'll network and uh, and, and meet some, some great people. Right. Online. Virtually. Right. Right. And then get a few tidbits or at least open your eyes and ears to different ideas and, you know, have that maybe that wow moment. Like I never thought of it. Exactly. That's the idea. Everybody should get one little nugget every week. Right. You know, so we people join for 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 a year and they come to many renew for many years. I mean, have clients for many, many, many years. All right. So it's not that they don't get it. It's that they get it and they want to keep it, right? And it. grow it, right? Right. So that's how so, it works. But yeah. Thank you so much for that offer to our audience. And thank you so much for being here. It was great conversation. I learned something. A thing or two. So very much appreciate your being here, Jenny. Thank you. Yeah, right back at you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the opportunity. Okay. 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 Bye. And to our audience, thank you so much for tuning in to Pathways to Profitability.com. You can see all of our episodes on the website, Pathways to Profitability.com. And thanks for tuning in and have a wonderful day. That's it for today's episode of Pathways to Profitability. Remember to ask yourself, where can I pay my success forward today? 